Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. You are you and I am Ben, which makes this stuff they don't want you to know. And before we get into it, you guys, uh, we've had we've had a lot of people asking for shout outs. Shout out corners. That's right. We are returning uh, yet again for an episode of Shout Out Corner, where we just have listeners introduce themselves. Say something nice, you know. We had we had a really cool thing. Jeremy wrote in about uh, his anniversary. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep it brief. But if you wrote to us, uh, keep writing in. Uh, who are we shouting out today? The first one is Jimmy James Kramer. He wrote to us with a really cool story. Well, a disturbing story about these specific endoscopes that uh, may be leading to uh, superbug infections oh. because they're very difficult to clean, uh-huh. apparently. Uh, endoscopes specifically, things that, let's say, enter orifices in order to check out what's going on inside of them the, in the human body. Mm-hmm. And the the problem with these in particular is because w- once it goes in there and it gets the E. coli, other bacteria that might be living inside of one human, mm-hmm. then you take it out, remove it, try to sterilize it as much as possible. But perhaps there are a couple places within the scope, little small nooks and crannies that can't be cleaned well enough to be completely sterile. Mm-hmm. Just a little scary. And I think there were a couple of recalls, at least according to drugwatch.com. And I cannot... uh I don't know how reputable this site is, unfortunately, but the thing that he did send us is pretty creepy. So thanks, Jimmy. So is a nook and cranny, is that metric system or something? I, I mean, think what? so. Okay. I think okay. that's metric. Okay. Who's next? Well, 
Next, we have a delicious shout-out to Gustav von Essen from Sweden with love. He suggested doing an episode on the IB affair. IB was a secret Swedish intelligence agency. That is a mouthful that worked with the CIA and the Israel Security Agency. So, Gustav von Essen, consider yourself outshouted. <laughs> or shouted out. And our last one for today goes to uh, Lynn Mao. Uh, I may be mispronounced pronouncing your name, Lynn, M-I-A-O, there on Twitter, who said, and I quote, uh, conspiracy stuff, could I please have a shout out for good luck? It could really help on college midterms. So, uh, Lynn, uh, we wish you the best of luck on your midterms. I hope your studies go well. Absolutely. I think we've been there. I have an off the books shout out real quick. Were you about to say something? I'm sorry. Oh, no, just continuing to talk to uh, Lynn, but, you know, it's cool, Noel. No, no, I didn't know if you had something substantial to say. I never have it. That's not true. Okay, Don't guys, you guys, guys. Don't you talk about my mat like that. Guys, we're live. Okay, what is it, Noel? Okay, no, I just, uh, my dear friend Lee, Albert Lee Landers of Augusta, Georgia town, um, just sent me a text that said, quote, shout out corner skadoosh, and he was referencing my off the cuff, uh, shout out corner theme, uh-huh. uh, that mm-hmm. we have now, you know, it's canon now. Yeah, uh, it's true. And, yeah, and so, um, you know, he asked if I would give him a shout out because this is the first episode he'd ever listened to. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, uh, Lee, shout out to you. Hey, Lee. Good now, sir. You're in, you're in trouble, Noel, because we just violated one of the rules of shout out corner, which yeah. is that it's around three, because it's not a shout out room. So, uh. Well, actually though, <laughs> if it was a, only a corner, it should just be one. Well, no, because then it would a just room be a room has four corners. Well. But a corner just <laughs> yeah. is like three. One, one on that side, and then one. I love that we're talking Let's about. Let's not get caught up in spatial here. reasoning because yeah. this is perfect. Okay, so yeah, it works before, out. Before we before we get lost in that, I I do uh, I do I do have to admit that I love the theme. And uh, if you enjoy shout out corner, then write to us. Uh, we have a little bit of a list, and who knows, maybe you can also meet the rest of the listeners. Last time on Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. Noel, you were on a bit of an adventure, and we couldn't really talk about it. It was a bit of a secret. A secret mission. It was a bit of a secret mission, but the cat is now out of the bag. Or should I say, the clippy. The clippy? Is out of the bag. The badger is out of the bag? No. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, I'm referring to the beloved... Uh, Microsoft widget, pre-widget, precursor to the widget. Oh, yeah. Uh, it appears it, it you're was, trying to create an right, outline. Right, and there's yeah. a name for it now that I can't remember of that type of, mm-hmm. of uh, digital assistant. Sure. What I'm getting at is, guys, over the weekend, I took a uh, last-minute trip to New York with Josh and Chuck from our uh, brother podcast, sister podcast, well, we not to be gendered about this. Peer podcast? Stuff you, peer podcast, that's good. Stuff you should know. To interview uh, one Mr. Bill Gates, creator of The Clippy. And wow. also, yeah, a couple of incidentally, <laughs> uh, Microsoft, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah, yeah. So something about being one of the most wealthy men alive in the free world. Um, but yeah, we talked to him about... Um, um, renewable energy. He launched a really big renewable energy initiative and all that was embargo. We went to a fancy hotel and talked to him. Um, and then uh, all that stuff hit the news. What I think is sort of a little bit of a bummer, I think, for his folks is uh, the comment that he made about that Apple should crack that phone of the San Bernardino shooter mm-hmm. has overshadowed largely uh, the the stuff that he was really trying to promote. The which sustainable, was, yeah, the sustainable energy pushing thing, for. Which I think is a shame. Now, um, you said he was a cool guy, though. He was super good. He was chill, man. I was really surprised that there were so few handlers and um, security. I mean, it was very low-key. He probably keeps yeah. a close circle. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But Tell, just, tell us about security protocol, though. There was none. Really? Yeah, we just, I mean, I, you didn't I get a pat down? Got no pat down. Did you, no. re- did you request one? I, did, well, you know, 
No, I got there early because I'm a little OCD about that kind of stuff. And I uh, just wanted to make sure the Wi-Fi was fast enough so that I could upload the files real quick. It was sure. a really fast yeah. turnaround for the, for the recording. It was for the episode that came out yesterday, and the interview took place on Monday. Wow. Um, so I uploaded them, and our dear friend Jerry, uh, who is the producer of Stuff You Should mm-hmm. Know, uh, received the files and edited the interview into the episode. And um, we made the publish uh, deadline, which was um, yesterday morning. Yeah, nice. quick turnaround. And ladies and gentlemen, you can check out that episode on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you like to listen to a podcast. And you can hear our buddies uh, Chuck and Josh as they uh, chop it up with Bill Gates. How weird is it that because you were in the same room with Bill Gates, and I don't know exactly how the degrees of separation work necessarily, because okay. I think the originally you had to send a letter, I guess, to someone that you knew mm-hmm. when you were going to establish the six degrees. But that connects you up to some very powerful people, not that he isn't perhaps one of the most powerful. Yeah. Oh, is this like the Kevin Bacon game? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. No, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Uh, one thing that Josh commented on is uh, Bill was drinking a Diet Coke, um, and he left it behind, and we could have taken it and harvested his DNA. I don't know how much effective DNA you would get. Uh, not that I've tried, but from someone's uh, not all the way consumed soda can. I mean, there there's some... I don't know. He was lipping it pretty hard. Oh, Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> You know what? Let's see if let's see if we keep that one. But let's also move on. Uh, this week, uh, we are covering an update series on the flat Earth theory. Now, our video for this is going to come out probably around Sunday night, maybe Monday. And we'll, what we do in the video is walk through some of the recent ideas, some of the long-standing con- uh, misconceptions, and. The reason we wanted to do an update is uh, pretty, pretty important. Right, Matt? Yeah. We OK. So a long time ago, take take yourselves back now a few years. <laughs> yes, Ben, because we find ourselves here at How Stuff Works and stuff they don't want you to know intertwined into uh, perhaps the story of the modern flat earth theory simply because we you and i specifically produced a video back in 2009 which then got on youtube in 2010 uh, about the theories behind the flat earth and the flat earth society mm-hmm. and it was then posted on various forums uh, around the internet there's one in particular on the flat earth society.org i believe uh, where a gentleman named tom bishop wrote that specifically, quote, HowStuffWorks.com endorses flat earth theory, unquote. And it kind of became a thing that perhaps our video was being used to promote the flat earth theory, uh, which is an interesting idea. Well, because if you watch the video, right, uh, that is clearly not occurring uh, within it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's the same formula you guys apply to any video you make where you take an idea you talk about its background mm-hmm. and you describe the people that espouse said idea, but that does not make you said espousers. And that's the great thing about that forum because if you scroll a little bit further down, to the one guy who watched it, the video, yeah, there's at least there are at least three people who are commenting. Uh, Endorse is a really strong word, or maybe you didn't watch the whole video, and uh, it's pretty funny. They're even using the here are the facts and here's where it gets crazy lines in their commenting back and forth. So it was quite amusing. I think the more appropriate headline would be how stuff works makes video about flat earth theory. <laughs> sure, sure, but this is also a surprising thing uh, as you may have heard in recent months uh, the the concept of a flat earth which is a very ancient concept uh gained national media attention and more people are talking about it on Twitter, on Facebook, on Tumblr, probably on Snapchat. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it can quite compete with some of the other pictures on Snapchat, but there's probably a few things. So while we're there back in 2010, 2009, let's not stop there. Let's travel further back in time to the Iron Age. (laughs) Okay, here we are. Uh, So, listeners, imagine that you're living in the Iron Age. 
And imagine that you're an average person, pretty successful in your community by the standards of the time. Now, you're not extraordinarily successful like a, a warlord, a religious figure, or a blacksmith. In fact, you're overwhelmingly likely to be a farmer. And you measure days not necessarily in hours, but in terms of the world's natural rhythm. Day to night, the position of the sun, phase of the moon, winter to spring and back again. And you do not travel widely because this would make it difficult to take care of the vital crops upon which you and your family depend. Not to mention it would take a long time to get very far at all. Right. That's exactly right. Uh, and there's, I also have a video about how long it will take to walk around the world yes. for brain stuff. And even today, it's very, very difficult and pretty dangerous. So forget about it in the Iron Age. And, you know, let's say you're content, uh, despite the high rates of child mortality, uh, you and your partner have had some kids and they're farming too. And, you know, you, you feel like life is good until imagine one day a stranger comes to your community. This is a person so different that at first you think maybe they're not human at all. Perhaps they're some sort of divine creature, an angel. A demon. This creature turns out to be a time traveler from 2016. Uh, In this example, specifically Matt Frederick. (laughs) And Matt tells you that the world beyond your flat plain and crops and adjacent villages extends beyond the horizon. Farther, further we're talking philosophically, than you might imagine. And if you start walking today, says the time-traveling Matt Frederick, and you always head west, you will end up not off the edge of the earth, but back here in this very spot you are standing. Poppycock. Horsewash. <laughs> and why is that, you ask? And the time-traveler says, Because, of course, the earth is round. Matt, you forget the time traveler is you, so you don't have to do a voice. Because the world is round. Now, you might not believe this guy at first, and even if you did, your community might kill him anyway, because that's how people are. Which? <laughs> right. uh, here's the other thing. You're going to need a swimsuit, because there will be some swimming involved. However, you can do this. It's Yeah, so it's the end of the world, or at least uh, the the end of the edge of the world as we know it. So let's talk about ancient civilizations. It is true that in the Iron Age, people did believe uh, that the Earth was flat. Uh, numerous ancient civilizations did think that, right, all over the world. Yeah, that includes parts of India before the Gupta period, Greece up to the classical period, uh, parts of China, Native American cultures, and on and on. Uh, people actually also believe Earth was covered by a solid dome uh, called the firmament, which is uh, a term you see in the Bible a lot. Mm-hmm, right, like if you got high enough into the heavens, you would eventually hit just hit it's a almost, solid surface. Yeah, it's almost like a glass ceiling mm-hmm. of sorts it, it, the way it's described sometimes i see it as a a snow globe almost mm-hmm. just above there's a picture on the house stuff works website that kind of gives you a great idea and that is on the article how creationism works and it's just it's a mm-hmm. cool illustration of the concept. Of, yeah, exactly. And and most of China pretty much accepted the idea of a flat earth until apparently meeting missionaries in the 17th century who were like, guys, we're going to blow your minds. I went and double checked with myself. Just just wanted to put this out there. Uh, the Bible does mention the firmament 17 times, but it actually is referring to uh, a expanse beyond the sky. So it's ah. like um, the expanse of the heavens above the earth. So I see. Okay. They almost were a little ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, and we'll find out more about that too. So uh, there are some myths we need to bust about belief in the flat earth in the ancient world. Okay. We'll talk about where this uh, argument for a spherical world came from. But first, one of us, the, one of the biggest myths, ladies and gentlemen, if you are already listening to this show, then we imagine that you know this is a fact. But just in case you are still in a situation where your history teachers are misleading you, probably with the best of intentions, let's Let's get it out of the way now. Cristobal Colon, a street name, Christopher Columbus, was a gigantic jerk. 
He was a monster. He was like uh, the Noid, if the Noid was a, a genocidal slaver. <laughs> That's a deep cut, my friend. That's a deep cut, yeah. I was just, I, I was thinking about the Noid. Do you earlier. guys remember the Noid video game? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Sega Genesis, wasn't it? I, mm, I played it on a different console, okay. I want to say. Okay. The okay. Noid was big. Dominoes. Look, look up Noid. Maybe a better thing would be, he was the Martin Shkreli of his day. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> Love it. Okay, uh, but despite all the terrible things he did, all the just monstrous atrocities he committed or helped commit, he was not a stupid man. He was not like the dullest crayon in the box. He, like most of the people at the time, knew the earth was round. It was common knowledge. He did not prove it. He, uh, if, if anything, the big argument was about how big or small the earth was. It was mm-hmm. not about the shape. It sure, sure seems to me if anyone was going to know first that the earth was round, it would be somebody in the nautical profession, you know, like mm-hmm. a, like a, a, a captain, someone that spends time out on the sea. Right, where you could see the actual curvature. Right. Well, uh, that also was a big thing, a big uh, the superstition among mm-hmm. um, seafaring types was that you would reach the end of the earth, right? And then yeah. you would fall off and that there were like, there'd be monsters kind of, yeah, kind of vibe, right? Yeah, would be yeah. serpents, mm-hmm. terra incognita. It's true. But, so, why did this myth come about? Well, there's a guy named James Hannum who uh, wrote a piece called Science versus Christianity, and we have a quote for you directly from him. The myth that people in the Middle Ages thought the earth is flat appears to date from the 17th century as part of the campaign by Protestants against Catholic teaching. But it gained currency in the 19th century thanks to inaccurate histories such as John William Draper's History of the Conflict Between Religion and Science in 1874 and Andrew Dixon White's A History of the Warfare of Science with Theology and Christendom in 1896. Atheists and agnostics championed the conflict thesis of their own purposes, but historical research gradually demonstrated that Draper and White had propagated more fantasy than fact in their efforts to prove that science and religion are locked in internal conflict. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, 
So does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. The myth that people in the Middle Ages thought the earth was flat appears to date from the 17th century as part of the campaign by Protestants against Catholic teaching. But it gained currency in the 19th century thanks to inaccurate histories such as John William Draper's History of the Conflict Between Religion and Science and Andrew Dixon White's A History of the Warfare of Science with Theology in Christendom. Atheists and agnostics championed the conflict thesis for their own purposes, but historical research gradually demonstrated that Draper and White had propagated more fantasy than fiction in their efforts to prove that science and religion are locked in eternal conflict. So essentially what happens here, the reason that we have this long-standing stereotype about people in the ancient world is because two guys with an agenda popularize something to uh, make it look as though science and faith are always at loggerheads. And, you know, if you go back even further, it was a religious insult uh, that the Protestants channeled against the Catholics. Yeah, old thinking. So let's talk about the truth. The concept of a round earth dates all the way back to at least Pythagoras and Aristotle. So you could argue that in the 8th century BC, the biblical writer Isaiah alluded to a spherical earth in Isaiah 40, 22, quote, he sits enthroned upon the circle of the earth. Then in the 3rd century BC, Hellenistic astronomy uh, established without a doubt factual proof of Earth's spherical shape. Ah, so uh, this comes to us from astronomy, and we had talked about uh, whether this came from people in the nautical profession, but keep in mind, at this point in time, astronomers and those in maritime occupations were at, were intertwined in terms of skill mm-hmm. sets. Absolutely. I mean, um, astronomy, or rather the nautical mapping and, you know, making the charts mm-hmm. is essentially functional astronomy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. using the stars to, you know, plot your course. Did mm-hmm. you guys know that, did you hear the NPR story about this recently where the Navy is going back to teaching, uh, teaching the students like where I'm actually well, we'll talk about that later, but they're teaching people how to use the stars to navigate again. Right. Yeah. Then that's a, that's a valuable skill. Once, once you know it, you can keep an eye on it because it's true that constellations do change over time, but the scale of that yeah. change is so vast in comparison to, uh, you know, human lives that you can pretty much count on these as a fixed point. I think it's great. I think they never should have stopped teaching. Right. From there, the belief in a round earth spread gradually throughout the world. People knew. Yeah. But then, mm. is it really a sphere? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it's better to call it an ellipsoid, but still, we knew. Yeah, it's kind of squashed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So case closed, right? Or is it? Here's where it gets crazy. The flat earth Theory. Okay, yes, we said earlier, uh, Mesopotamian cultures believed that Earth was a disk. Uh, we have had, as a species, so many different shapes for Earth. But obviously, if you're standing in one spot, you see a mountain, you see an ocean. Uh, what's that old poem? I looked around from where I stood and saw three mountains and a wood. Um, it, it's a great poem. But the, uh, the idea is that we were limited for a long time because the signs that could prove to us the position of the sun and the and the moon and earth and the shape of those things were difficult to interpret. So, of course, we thought it was flat for a while, but... Well, let alone what is the sun? What is the moon? Mm-hmm. You know, what, is, what are these things made of? What am I seeing far out there? We know that something mm-hmm. is there, but what is it? Is it angry at me? Yeah. I mean, of- that's the kind of world people lived in. So, gradually, as the the 
at least in the West, the Hellenistic realization of Earth as a ellipsoid spread across the world, some people, even today, apparently, didn't buy it. They said, that's a bunch of horsewash. <laughs> uh, and so, so let's look at some of the modern day stuff. In 1956, Samuel Shelton founded a society that had a theory about the shape of the Earth. Namely, it's flat. We're on a pancake. Yeah, yeah. And, and he based the, these ideas just on walking around, observing things and going, Hey, all right. Well, everything's looking pretty flat around here. Common hmm. sense. Yeah. Personal observation. Yeah. The zetetic method, the idea that we can only encounter things through our own senses. Yes. My, my, this one, uh, focal point of consciousness mm. understands it in this way. And he called scientific evidence for a globe-shaped Earth dogmatic. So he said scientists were making this claim without adequate evidence. Basically, they were following a party line, right? Which is very interesting, right? When it when you're thinking about some of these criticisms that came uh, from the religious angles back mm-hmm. when the Protestants were criticizing Catholic beliefs, mm-hmm. uh, it's just interesting to then throw it right onto science. But this was also in 19, like this is 1956. Yeah. So keep in mind, uh, Shelton lived long enough to see pictures of Earth taken by satellites. And what did he do then? Well, of course he claimed that they were fake. I mean, of course they were fake, right? Mm-hmm. He and the members of his society continued to support the idea that Earth is flat. And the people who disagreed uh, are just part of a vast conspiracy to hide the truth about Earth's inherent flatness. Right. Everybody's in the pockets of big globe manufacturers. Uh, so, Shelton uh, passed away in 1971. Uh, a guy named Charles Johnson took over leadership and led the society until 2001. Critics of the Flat Earth Society say that its members just deny any evidence that conflicts with their worldview. And uh, they, uh, you know, members who are uh, in the Flat Earth Society and genuinely believe this, would probably say the same thing about their opponents. That's how these kind of arguments typically go. They sound like a bunch of contrarians, if you ask me. Yes. Yeah. Kind I mean, of. Who, who isn't? Wait, did you guys just both agree? Nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, by the way, right now, a gentleman named Daniel Shenton is running the Flat Earth Society. He brought it back up in 2009. And if you go to the flatearthsociety.org, mm. you can find the forums that are active there. I think in the in the Guardian article that I read, there he said there were only there are only a few active members. I right. want to say who are non-ironic. Yes, and I, you know, in this case, of course, I'm not going to cast dispersion on someone for their personal beliefs. You know what I mean? Uh, you believe what you want. No one should control your mind. However. So it goes all the way back to ancient Greeks, and even that's a little um, uh, Western-centric because odds are that there were other ancient civilizations that figured this out before the Greeks. Just it's possible, and it's possible that we wouldn't know because there's a dearth of evidence. But they learned by measuring shadows, and that's that's what led them to say, "Oh, the planet's surface must be curved." And then the astronomers, as Noel mentioned, figured out the world was round. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And then we have to look at the idea of creationism. Listeners, if you are creationist, that is your belief system and you subscribe to that, then of course I'm not going to, um, as I said, I'm not going to cast aspersion on someone's personal faith, uh, but I'm willing to wager odds are that if you're listening to this show right now or any podcast, you also know that the earth is round. Modern, um, well, okay. So back when the idea of a flat earth was more common, uh, when pe- most people in the West were some form of creationist, uh, w- they believed that the earth was flat. It was immobile. And it was at the very center of the universe. It was mm-hmm. the bullseye on the great cosmic dartboard. And, it was covered by the solid dome-like sky, and, and this goes to that firmament that Noel mentioned earlier, and you see it mentioned in Genesis. Uh, the sun, stars, and moon are embedded in this dome, but that turns out not to be the case. We've actually sent some. Uh, we've actually sent some nifty robots and rockets out into space. We've had people in orbit who have had life-changing experiences by looking at the Earth all at once. Allegedly. Allegedly. Do you know any astronauts? Well, it's it's so funny to me that that point of logic, and it goes back to how we were discussing if you can, if you can argue something well enough, then perhaps you can be right, even if you are completely wrong. You can uh, win the argument. Yeah, yeah. Whether you are the substance of your argument. Isn't that the whole point of debate? Like the debate club? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, aren't there exercises where you just take on a completely absurd position and your job is to just defend it? Be victorious, yeah. Uh, if I could uh, have a rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> Another interesting thing to know about the beliefs of how the flat earth would function physically is how gravity would work hmm. in this scenario. So I, I never really understood it until we began researching again. And so the idea on this flat plane, as it's moving upwards – so the idea on this flat plane is that there is no gravity per se because there's not one central location uh, as there would be on a spherical or a planet shaped the way that Earth is shaped where it's pulling everything in and spinning to hold everything to the surface. Uh-huh. In this scenario, the flat plane is moving upwards at a speed that would – when you jump up in the air and you come back down, the reason that that's happening is because the Earth is coming up to meet you essentially, which okay. is – Interesting. The earth is moving and you are not. So it's a force of acceleration. Yes. I see. And, and then we've, we've seen other competing beliefs. I guess we should talk a little bit about the 
different concepts of the out, outlay or the, the ge- geography of the flat earth, right? How the, there's the common belief that the North Pole is at the very center, mm-hmm. which if earth is at the very center of the universe, makes the North Pole Ooh, like sacred place the right most there. important place. And then it's, uh, it's ringed around the edges of the world or ringed around by what we mistake as the South Pole. And it's really a wall of ice. And our colleague Christian Sager wrote a great piece in Now about this where he said, picture, uh, picture the, Wall from the Night's Watch, but just with, without, you know, trolls and monsters. And, uh, <laughs> They're called White Walkers, Ben. Oh, yes, yes, wow. yes. There is a map that you can find of the way the Earth looks in the flat Earth view. Mm-hmm. And that, if you superimpose that map in particular with the UN map, mm-hmm. it is uh, pretty much the same thing, but when... If you look at it, it's just a version of a projection from the top down, from the North Pole down. Now, we also found, uh, we also learned about a group of people called geocentrists mm-hmm. who believe that Earth may not be flat, but it's definitely the center of everything and it is immobile and that the sun rotates around the Earth in 24 hour periods and all other planets rotate around the sun. It's a, it's a complex thing. Um, this is, this is also generally a, uh, religious based belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, they the people I guess you would call radical geocentrists, uh, refer to uh, a religious text alone and reject all modern astronomy, physics, and cosmology. Um, and also some believe that the sky is still a solid dome. Yeah. Which takes us to, Modern believers. Listeners, we received so many, so many, uh, questions on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. We're conspiracy stuff at all of those, by the way. If you want to, uh, uh, if you, if you want to, uh, give us a, a little bit of internet love, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We read a lot from, uh, B.O.B. and Tila Tequila, who are the reason this became a mainstream thing again. Well, the whole thing uh, kind of started when a Miss Tequila, Angel Tila Love is her Twitter handle. She said, in, it's 2016 and nobody's been able to prove to me that the Earth is round. Where's the curvature in the horizon? Hashtag flat Earth. Prove me wrong. Dang it. And this continued, said, not going to get over this. Why are all the buildings in New York standing straight up? If Earth was round, some of the buildings would have a slight tilt. Uh, and then... If the Earth is a spinning globe, how come airplanes can still land without crashing? Because the face of the Earth is flat, not a globe. And uh Yeah. I I, I don't you know I know it's it's such a safe pitchforky thing for people to uh dogpile on someone, but uh how sincere is this, I wonder? If you have been following Tia Tequila at all, she has been, she's been going down this interesting little, let's call it a rabbit hole of looking into some of the things that we have looked into in the past and covered and discussed. Um, but seemingly internalizing them quite a bit. <clears throat> per- perhaps. I, I know that she, I can't speak for her, but it, she seems to be very um, invested in believing some of these things and taking them at face value. And there's another player in the game. Another celebrity who mentioned this, who is an MC that I have quite a high opinion of. The rapper B.O.B. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, and you have actually a verse on that, right? Or a verse from that? No, it's not a B.O.B. verse. Uh, I had mentioned there's a, there's a group I really enjoy from Chicago called the Anti-Pop Consortium, and they uh-huh. have a line that's, your world is flat, haha, you fell off, hoping that the laws of gravity will bring you back to Earth, if not okay. Your words fall lighter than air, so float away and disappear into a black hole, son. Ah, uh, wow. so someone falls off the edge of the planet mm. and into a black hole. Oh, that's, that's terrible. That's a black hole disturbingly close to Earth, regardless <laughs> of what shape it is. Well, okay, so B.O.B. Uh, began also um, tweeting about a flat earth. What, what kind of stuff was he saying? 
there was a picture that he posted, and I don't know exactly where it is. I'm assuming it's in Atlanta. I can't quite tell. It looks like a radio mountain. That, I mean, I thought that's what it might be, but I wasn't sure. But someone's standing on top of a mountain, and then way in the distance you can see, I guess, the city, like a city, which okay. would presumably be Atlanta or another small mm-hmm. uh, suburb somewhere in there. And it says, the cities in the background are approximately 16 miles apart. Where's the curve? Please explain this. And my favorite uh, response was, I don't think he was legit saying the earth is flat. He's been on planes. I think he was just asking. And someone responded, Tom Foolery, even in a plane, you can't see a curve, which is true. But it's like an opposite. What's the, what's the deal, Ben? To get, give us the skinny. Uh, so there, it, it's, it's in some ways a matter of perception. Again, sure. it's sort of that zetetic method. That that says, well, who made this map? Who made this globe? Who is telling me what to believe? And on a personal level, I identify with that kind of instinct wholeheartedly. Uh, however, the problem is that the science is fairly conclusive. And by fairly, I am woefully understating it. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the famous science, science communicator, I guess would be the technical term or science mm-hmm. popularizer, uh, went on national television recently to, uh, speak about this. He also had a Twitter conversation with BOB about it. He did something of a virtual mic drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. He uh, did a real one on the nightly show. Nice. Right. So it became, it became a uh, matter of public debate. Uh, but, a question we posed in the video here, that's, that's the state of affairs right now, mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. A question we posed in the video, uh, coming out next week, uh, really stuck with me. And I'm, I'm still wondering. So you asked, is this genuine? Is it a marketing ploy? BOB was also talking about clone factories, which I think is an order of magnitude more plausible, um, that people could. For me, it's certainly more fascinating imagining clone organs. It. Yeah. Or clone, you know, the parts of a body we need. Uh, but there's, there's a third question here, and that's the one that really bothers me. And, and listeners, um, I, when we ask this question, we really want to hear from you on this. And I want to hear what you guys think too, uh, Noel, Matt. Is this a distraction move? What What's not being paid attention to? I bring up my roommate, Frank, a lot. Um, and he tends to think that most public figures – that say things like this, like let's say Kanye West, for example. Sure. You know, tweeting that Cosby is innocent. Uh, whatever your opinions on that, it's not a very popular thing to say in all caps with no qualifying comments. Um, you know, say a Donald Trump, some of the inflammatory things that he says. Uh, someone like Frank, my skeptical roommate, would say that all of these people are playing on um, public outrage, um, and they are doing what you call garnering earned media because, you know, when you say something outlandish like that, that's very divisive, you know, people are going to chime in on one side or the other, and then those people are going to go at each other, you know, and it just generates this whole domino effect mm-hmm. where you generate this uh, media, you know, sh- storm, shall we say. And then all of a sudden we're in a room talking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or tweeting about it or looking at comments or reading things on BuzzFeed. And, you know, I would never comment on any of that stuff, but I sure as hell read the comments or, a or, lot. Very yeah. entertaining stuff. Or chiming in mm-hmm. with, you know, an opinion that uh, that other people are also either reinforcing or supporting. Mm-hmm. It becomes an echo chamber. But again, the thing I ask is, you know, it, Noel, it sounds like we're com- on your end, we're coming down on the side of um, marketing ploy. Well, what I, I what I didn't get to yet, and where Frank and I sometimes differ, is I think sometimes it's a combination of both. Um, like I think that there is a certain point where you can take a belief, take a, an opinion, and kind of balloon it into, okay, I'm gonna really like ride this crazy train all the way to Valhalla, you know. Mm-hmm. Witness me, mm-hmm. mm, indeed. Witness me on my Twitter meltdown, shiny and chrome. Yeah, that's you know that's in the Chrome point. browser. In the Chrome browser. Yeah. I, I would posit that this is a reaction to 
a blurring line between what we perceive as reality and what is possible to create with computers. And by that, I mean, I mean, Photoshopping is so advanced now. Video effects are so advanced when you are handed a piece of evidence, physical evidence that is digital. Mm -hmm. I think it is not only right to be skeptical of whatever you've just been handed, um, but not necessarily to the point of completely disbelieving uh, everything it that you see. It doesn't seem like a particularly functional conspiracy, though. Like, if the government and scientists are going out of their way above and beyond to fake all this data, to, to, what, to what end? That's like, the most important question, Noel, and I'm glad you asked it. That's the most important question. That's like, the part I can't. Who get cares over. if the Earth was flat? Let it be flat. We'd we'd figure we'd figure out how to make it work. Right. The vast majority of people are not going to. It's it's not going to matter to the day to day life of the vast majority of people whether the Earth is round or flat. Let's face it. The majority of humanity is not going to attempt to circumnavigate the globe. The majority of humanity will never be in danger of saying, "Oh crap." The ancient Mesopotamian cultures were right, and I learned too late. Now here I am, sliding off into the universe. So how would someone cover this up? That's a big question. How would you be able to keep this secret so effectively, considering that nations are almost constantly at war, and then, and you know, not really representing each other's interests? And then more importantly, the $10,000 question you asked today, why? Why would you do this? You know, for funsies. Oh, okay, because it's, you know, just sort of interesting to have secrets. I could just think of better things to keep people in the dark about, and this is just not one of them to me. Don't get me wrong. There are quite a few few strange um, things about the way the world is depicted. You know, no one one ever really questions in the U.S. uh, why the maps and the globes are oriented toward um with with the US dead center right and on top of the thing we call it south america or something when we know that there's no up and down in space so it really makes no difference to an alien civilization or to anyone outside of this planet which continent is on top but psychologically that's an important thing you know you know what my favorite depiction of a flat earth comes from i what bet you it? know what is it uh, from Terry Pratchett's Discworld, it's depicted <laughs> as a, a, a disc, um, mm-hmm. perched atop the backs of, is it two elephants? Is there a third one that I'm not seeing? It's either two or three. It would make more sense that it would be three, because you got two, you know, kind of making a star shape. There and there three. has to be, yeah, it has, yeah. let's be logical. Yeah, exactly. This. And then those elephants are standing on the, the shell of a giant tortoise, and all of this whole array is floating in space. Beautiful. Which is awesome. I love it. It's just, it's a fabulous image. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's what I think. That's of. the flat earth. That's what I, I think. This, of. this makes me think of other conspiratorial things regarding maps. One thing that may interest you, if you haven't checked it out yet, listeners, please spend some quality time with Google Maps because Google Maps plays nice with all the countries of the world that it can. If you ask them to hide a specific site, Secret City, something like that. And yes, there are still quite a few of those. Uh, then Google will block it out for you as best they can. But Google also shows different borders for countries depending upon the origin point of the search. So, you know, there are massive ongoing, uh, border skirmishes as people say, no, we own this. No, I own this, etc. And Google is actively participating in something very much like a multinational conspiracy, but also, you know, they don't, it seems like the most efficacious way to avoid getting in trouble with the government is just tell both of them that they're right. That, that is, that's some of the stuff that this leads me to think about. But today, We've done our flat earth update. We'd love to hear from you guys. Do you mind if I wrap up this discussion with a quote? I would love that. So this is from a song by the much underappreciated artist Thomas Dolby. And it's from his album, The Flat Earth, which I recommend highly. So I've been listening to it a lot lately. And it's from the uh, title track. Hold me, baby. The earth can be any shape you want it. Love me. Darling, believe me, darling, any shape at all. 
Hold me, baby. Dark and cold or bright and warm. Love me, darling. Long or thin or small. Believe me, darling, but it's home. Home, maybe. Hold me, baby. And all I ever had? Love me, darling. And maybe why for me? Believe me, darling. The earth is flat. Interesting. I give it a moment of silence out of respect. We have a couple special announcements before we go. Uh, first, we would like you to check out our, uh, our upcoming guest host. Uh, we're going to have a, a personal friend of mine that we had mentioned before, Damian Williams. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. He's at Wolven. He will be joining, uh, Noel and I for an episode on alchemy and an episode on technology and the occult. Cult, 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 cult. But you're wondering, hey, Ben, why didn't you mention Matt? Well, Matt, you're on a mission. Yes, I'm on a uh, completely disclosed mission to Charleston, South Carolina, or around about that area, because I'm going to head over to the to the Naval Nuclear Power Training Command. I'm I'm calling it a campus because I don't know the correct terminology. I, it is a base, but they ha- there is a campus within the base there. But I'm going to go and support my brother-in-law, who is, I guess, graduating up to the next level. Again, I don't know the terminology. It's not an accommodation or anything. He's just moving up the ranks in uh, in his, the school. So I guess it's a graduation. Is it like getting your yellow belt? I think it's a little more significant than that. But yes, kind of. Yellow belts are a big deal. Mm-hmm. I remember when I got my yellow belt. It was okay. I never got the yellow belt. Nice humble brag. <laughs> no, no, okay, but, but I mean, yeah, we're it's, it's very up? cool. So what I'm going to attempt to do on Friday is broadcast live if, uh, you know, if it's not against too many mm-hmm. protocols or if the signal strength is strong enough. Sure. Uh, so hopefully that'll be interesting in some way. Cause it's an, it's a neat place. It's a place where a lot of people go who end up working in the nuclear sector. Uh, in the uh, US. I, think, I think you mean nuclear. Yes, in the nuclear uh, power energy sector. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, Matt, I'm sure the rest of the listeners joining Noel and I am wishing you the best of luck. And don't push it, man. Don't don't get don't get jammed up. We will see what happens. All right, so we're going to get out of here. Uh, riddle me this: Where can everybody find all of our audio podcasts? Well, um, you can find them on iTunes, and if you get them on iTunes, you guys, leave a nice, leave a review, you know? <laughs> leave us a little review, a couple of stars. No, not a couple. Do three, at least. You know, four would be great. And write something, you know, because uh, that really helps get the podcast out where people can see it. You know, the more reviews there are, the more the algorithm kind of pushes the show out to folks that uh, maybe haven't discovered it yet. So that would be a great way to help the show. Uh, if you don't, if iTunes is not your jam and you're more of a Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, um, is that all of them? There's other ones coming out every day, but we're pretty much available on any platform that you can get podcasts Or you on. can go directly to our website. Of course you can. StuffTheyDon'tWantYouToKnow.com. What can they find there, Matt? You can find everything we've ever produced, y'alls. And it's good. It's everything. Videos, podcasts, pictures. Tasty cakes. Oh, oh. Wait, no, no. You can't get tasty cakes there. I'm sorry. Soon. One day. Hope springs eternal. That's correct. And if you don't want to do any of that stuff, guys, just shoot us an email. We are conspiracy at howstuffworks.com. For more on this topic and other unexplained phenomena, visit youtube.com slash conspiracy. You can also get in touch on Twitter at the handle at conspiracy stuff. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. 
$25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T E R M I N I X.com. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. 